Welcome, all you lucky and lusty sapiosexuals. This is Tandy here at the box. The box is presented by Pandora's Fantasy Box, a membership club where adults can explore and connect. Our aim is to educate, inform, entertain, and entice you. Tonight, our man Bruce is talking about one of my favorite topics, mind fuckery. (laughs) We also have secrets um, here in the house with us, in addition to all of our regular voyeurs who listen to us later on um, one of our many podcast platforms. Uh, So, Bruce, please fuck with our minds. Ah, well, welcome. Welcome, everybody, to the world of mind fuckery, or as I call it, mental masturbation. So, welcome. I hear secrets, and I hear candy. Is there anyone else out there that uh, is either sitting in the shadows and wants to come out and join us in our conversation? They all look like shy ones tonight so far, Bruce. But um, I don't know, fuck really hard, and somebody may just fight their way in. (laughs) Well, let me start with saying thank you for joining, and I want to tell you a little story, how this all started and why I'm, I'm so excited about this topic. Years ago, I was a bartender, and I had a client or a customer that used to visit my bar in the nightclub regularly, and she was about 20, 25 years my senior. Of course, me being my energetic, flirtatious self, I would often flirt with her and tell her how I wanted to, us to get together, and I'm going to take a, going to have champagne and candlelight and a bubble bath, and then we're going to have this wild experience afterwards. Well, through this dialogue and conversation, she was able to take and twist this conversation around to where she created the visualization for me, to where she had me thinking about her morning, noon, and night for weeks on end. And I'll never forget sitting in church thinking about her as I'm staring at the pastor, and I'm just thinking what it was going to be like. Well... Unfortunately, it never materialized, but it was such a great experience that to this day, I still think about it and get a little smile on how, hey, she fucked with my head and there was a little mental masturbation involved and boy, it was fun. So now, let me ask you, Tandy, have you ever had an experience like that? Well, I have two things kind of uh, pop into my mind. I worked a number of years ago with um, sort of a, um, I was a trainer, but it was in a retail environment. And the manager of the uh, training store was so, uh, so good. He was just really a nice guy with a wonderful family um, uh, I'd say righteous, but we tend to think of that now as some sort of an insult. Anyway, I just adored this man, and we built up a relationship 
where I think if someone walked into the room, they would think they could smell sex. <laughs> oh. They're not doing anything, absolutely never doing anything. But we just kept ourselves on the edge so much, so much. And, um, oh, it was marvelous. It was marvelous. And um, the fact that there was a clear boundary there, um, he was one of the good guys. I would not have tried to um, make him change in, in real life, but. Oh wow, it was exciting. So yeah, that's that's one example of that. Now, how did that what did he do actually to get you so excited? Oh, let's start it the other way. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> uh he presented himself as a sweet, pure man. One of the first personal stories I heard from him was that his very first job was at Disneyland, and he had this huge crush on Snow White. And uh, Snow White was also a good girl, the the, uh, performer, and so he joined her church in order to meet other good girls like him. So (laughs) he had given me an opening of a Disney princess, a debauched Disney princess. So um, uh, I sort of started it, but he had this depth of stuff that he wanted to, he wanted to fantasize. He wanted to have that lived experience, but without putting his wife and his family and his own personal values um, at risk. And um, I'm able to handle relationships like that without crossing boundaries. And oh, so yeah, yeah. Talking, just being in the office together, you know, one of you sort of lounging against the, the door jam. You know, like your Lauren Bacall in a in a film noir from the forties, and yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Ah, secrets. Now you've heard my story. You've heard Candy's story. Do you see any differences on how we approach our experience? And I know yeah, there's a lot of difference a... in how you guys approach your experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And that's kind of, that's in her nature. And I think um, you guys have a totally different, both cool approaches is totally different. Mm-hmm. Notice in my experience, it was based on the visualization. And this, my my partner who was involved in this whole mental experience she created this visualization what it was going to be like. Notice what was absent was the relationship part. I wasn't driven by the relationship. But notice with Tandy's story, how she described what she was doing, it was all about that relationship. It wasn't so much the visualization, but it was the holistic experience, which leads me to this, this topic we're talking about 
1992, John Gray, when he wrote his book, Women, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, it explores relationships or explores men and women's approach to relationships and how we're different, which is the foundation for what I want to talk about tonight when it comes to men being able to get women excited and turn them on. The idea of creating an experience for a woman really has its roots for me back into my sales day. One of the things I would do when I when I had did door to door sales, you know, the first step is visiting the home, walking throughout the home as I'm as I'm measuring their doors or their windows, and I'm looking at pictures. I'm getting a feel for the emotional connectivity that's going on in that home. And I know when I'm dealing with the male consumer, he's data-driven. The female consumer is all about the emotional experience. And my success in selling that door or that window and is all about finding their needs, finding and then tapping into the pain points as it related to what they're experiencing now versus the joys that they had when they didn't have those pain points. So like the Thanksgiving dinners or the family events where it was nice, warm, and cozy when mom was around and still alive versus today where the breeze is blowing in and it's it's cold and it doesn't have that great warm home feeling. Well, that, believe it or not, was the emotional connectivity that I used in essence, I created, I tapped into the roller coaster of emotions of a woman that that tends to gravitate towards. They love the highs and they love the lows. In essence, that's why women like to read novels, like love stories. They really get addicted to the emotional roller coaster, which me, as me, I've applied. Go ahead. Um, I'm just going to put something out there. Um, moderately offensive, what you're saying. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to speak to it. Uh, women are not um, a, a generic quantity. Some of us are incredibly data-driven and are quite cold and conspiring and don't give a shit about any of that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. It is true, scientifically, men are much more visual when it comes to their sexual attraction. So absolutely do not change your story. Do not change your approach tonight. I just want it out there publicly that at least this woman recognizes that women are not all alike. <laughs> well, you're, you're okay. absolutely 100% now, please right. Go on. <laughs> and I, no, and you're, I absolutely a, <laughs> you're, you're absolutely 100% right. However, that's part of when you're sizing up your audience, you're doing your what I call your pre-needs assessment, you're finding out through dialogue, through that open communication, the best way to approach the person that you're trying to attract. Now, with you, Dandy, my approach, knowing how you are, I know that this whole experience I've just described may not be the best approach. But understand, the story you just told me about 
the great experience you had with the um, with with the man years ago with the with the uh, Disney World characters. So there was some emotional connectivity in that whole dynamic, that relationship. But I will say, as you said, and will acknowledge, not everybody. This don't work for a hundred percent for everybody. You've got to understand your audience, and for the most part. What I've used in the past to help attract women has been this experience of using the roller coaster approach, as I call as a term called fractation, which taps into this emotional connectivity, which quite frankly has been very successful in me me uh, selling doors and windows and homes. Didn't didn't work for everybody, but it worked enough. I was able to uh, get some success and uh, and uh, enjoy those rewards. And the same thing in my relationships today, being able to recognize where, how, how my, my audience thinks and then use that knowledge I have creating the highs and the lows and then tying myself into that great feeling they have with the highs and then stepping back and having them feel those lows and tying it and maybe in their current situation or maybe a past boyfriend using those lows but then bringing it back up to the highs again where it's all about me and the, what I can bring essentially solution to help fit their needs now Tandy let me ask or secrets let me ask you a question give me give me your thoughts on this whole dialogue and how how you get turned on how you get excited of things I'm all about mental stimulation before anything else and um as you had asked Tammy that initial question at the beginning I meet so many different people and I like people that are thinkers you know um and one of my um businesses in network marketing probably about a decade ago I had a guy that we were on a conference call together for a couple of years and we had actually met at a convention and when we got alone, he said some things to me and said, man, every time you get on the call, my dick get hard and I start jacking. And when you miss those Sunday nights on the call, and he said, I got really angry. And I said, what are you talking about? He had built up in his mind a whole type of fantasy about us meeting and what would happen and blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't even sexual conversation. It was really more so of just business, but just kind of being direct and certain things we were talking about, et cetera, et cetera. And it was ironic because I had listened to him, too, every Sunday. And he was all just really incredible with sharing information. So for me, it's about conversation. Conversation still rules the nation. It's about what someone is talking about. If they're smart, if, they, if they're thorough, if they're intellectual, like, that's what gets me. I tell people all the time, if you can't stimulate my mind, you have no chance to do anything else. Unless I'm in a mood mm-hmm. where I just say, shut the fuck up and just get over here. Oh, and and I will say, uh, Secrets, I absolutely agree with that. I can't think of anything more tantalizing than someone who is really good at their job, who is competent. Mm -hmm. I think competence. Um, um, Obviously, I have a lot of book learning and things like that, so some people assume that I always want intellectuals or something. No, I just want someone who is both competent and confident. 
So if you're a truck driver, you better be a damn good truck driver. And then I'm going to be appreciative of, of that. Um, so, yeah, the conversation. I will say something. I'm just going to throw it out there for, for both of you. Um, Bruce, you're a nice-looking man. Um, and so that's part of the visual that you just present right from the beginning. I have had some of my best encounters where I just picked up a connection. It was almost like pheromones before anybody even spoke. Now, the only reason I acted on it, carried through on it, was that after there was that real solid, and that's not an emotional connection, that's a sexual connection, then um, once they have my attention on that, then I see where it goes from there. So I don't, I don't know. Secrets, do you like sort of the long, slow approach um, to getting you turned on, or, or do you sometimes feel it just more automatically? It really is about my mood, my mood, location, what's happening. That's what I was saying, like, if I'm ready, I'm ready. Yeah, but if you're ready, there had to be something that got you ready. And certainly you're just not going to say, hey, you in the crowd, come over here and, and fuck me. I, I, I have. That's, that's what I said again. It, it it just depends on my mood. Sometimes I may find someone, if I like something about them, their shoes, their walk, their talk, get your ass over here. And they may be an idiot, but guess what? I just need you for right now. I'm not going to take you home, are we? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm never going to talk to you again. It, so it depends on what I'm looking for. It goes, I'll, I'll, have you, I'll never, had, you, have you never had anyone come up to you and say, let's go in the bathroom and fuck? Oh, absolutely. Well, not the bathroom, uh, but, yeah, I, I get the, the concept. The bathroom, yeah. the restaurant? The... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not the bathroom. Okay. No. <laughs> that well, would I mean, be a new experience. If you, have, if you have the club or the restaurant, that's the only place you, you have to go. Uh, that's right. You know, most of us don't want to go in the alley. That means you go in the bathroom. How about the car? Oh, definitely. How about the car? Yeah, not uh, right now. Pull it out. Pull it out right now. Pull it out. But but going back to the generalization, and I think Tandy was spot on. You know, not everybody is 100%. Not all men are visual creatures. I personally, I'm a visual creature, but I'm more emotional connected than I am the visual. I mean, she's got to look good, and what I perceive as looking good at that moment, but sometimes looking good is just not everything. It's that connected to have really great sex. I gotta have. There's got to be some connection, because if not, it's then it's just a transactional experience. Which I've had transactional experiences that were phenomenal, but you know, something that is even more depth. I've got to be that connectedness. So, which again, it goes if you want to stereotype men as we're visual creatures ready to fuck anything that just gets in our glaze. Well, obviously, that's not a hundred percent. Just like it's no more than 100% of women be attracted by emotions. But generally, you have to understand your audience. And somebody like yourself with secrets, the way to get into, the way to get you is get into your head and understand how you think. 
and be able to come across in a manner which is going to fill that need, which you like the intellectual aspects of an individual. Versus Tandy, I ain't figured Tandy out yet. (laughs) Tandy, help me, help me. (laughs) That's my purpose in life. I live free. The rest of you wonder what the fuck's going on. What can I say? (laughs) I I will say, um, let me give you an example, though. What you are considering um, talking about is an emotional uh, connection sounds yeah. a little too gooey, too marshmallowy, too romantic for me, and I've just not had an interest in that. I but there is some sort of an energetic connection, either purely sexual or primarily intellectual, um, that gets me attracted and gets me heated. Um, but wow, I, I, I don't know. I think some of us can find that you literally do see someone across the crowded room and say that one, I'm going to walk over and we're either going to hit it off or we're not. Um, other times it's, it's, um, that you kind of play at it. What I was describing with um, uh, that sweet, sweet man, um, that was game playing. And it started out purely as that. I came to the point where I actually liked him and considered him a friend. But that's the kind of mind fuckery I like. It's like, ooh, you like princesses? (laughs) <laughs> Wait till you see this princess. So I don't know. Maybe I'm a little more hard boiled than you're used to, Bruce. Um, but yeah, you do. You do seem much more emotional, uh, emotional than um, many men that I am comfortable with, and frankly, most of the women uh, more so than many of the women that I would comfortably partner with. So yeah, leave me out of the mix. <laughs> well, and and yeah, and as and, and I'll tell you the experience I had with the uh, a next door neighbor who she had two kids and she was a great mom, and that was the sexual attraction was she was just a good mom. I would say she wasn't all that that uh, she looked tired and she wasn't she looked a little worn out, but and she wasn't. You know, from a visual male perspective, she wasn't a, 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 a raving beauty, but that wasn't the attraction piece. The track, the turn on, was she was a great mom. So explain that one. Uh, from a Jungian or a Freudian perspective, Bruce. <laughs> 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 Freudian could be a little concerning there. <laughs> what a fuck my mother. No, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. It was just something about her was a it was just maybe it was just a whole experience we're trying. We had a great, great sexual experience. I mean multiple sexual experiences. Uh but it it goes back down to understanding your audience, which I think the, the primary function is communication. Knowing your audience and then being able to approach that person and find out what makes them tick. For you, it's one thing. For, I mean, 
like you said, if you're going to be a truck driver, you better be a good truck driver. Well, guess what? I'm going to come to the game being making, convincing you that I am the best truck driver out there. But it also had that sense of confidence, which I know uh-huh. is attractive future. Yeah. And with with secrets, it's all about that intellectual stimulation. I got to make secrets think I am smart, and maybe for somebody else, I got to understand them. Maybe they're on that emotional roller coaster, which is what I tap into. So it all depends on your. But audience hold, hold on one second, on Bruce. One, one thing is, no one can make me think that they're smart. To me, it's all about actions. And confidence mm. is the new currency. So different people mm-hmm. that I've talked to, I may be watching someone from afar, and they have no idea. Because I've come in contact with so many kinds that try to make you think something. Action mm-hmm. speaks louder than words. You know what I'm saying? I like people that's confident. They may not even be talking to me. I'm like, ah, oh, damn, she's confident. He's confident. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's definitely. And um, But we can take it but from if there. But I'm wanting to If I'm wanting to attract you, I'm not talking about I'm just standing over there and not even notice you're observing me. That's entirely different. Uh, I'm talking Mm -hmm. about I know seek. I I want to get to know secrets a lot more. I want to get get intimate with her, and I know that secrets love intellectual stimulation. So the first thing I have to do is be able to strike up that conversation, and in essence, wow her with my words, wow her with my intellect. And then that's the secret. That's the that's the key to opening the door to your to. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't want know what door you'll be your... opening, but but most it just I, I might be a pursuer. If someone pursued me, I might just cut you off. Like you know, get out my face. Yeah, mm-hmm. with and, me, and... there is no recipe. <laughs> it's a wild card all the time. <laughs> it is. There's, hey, there's no fear. One hundred percent. I think we all agree that. But. It's a wild baby. If, if you don't have a strategy, then you're not any road will get you there if you don't have a plan. So you got to have a road plan. <laughs> I Be I want to tell you plan. one thing, uh, Bruce. If somebody came up, because obviously I am a wordy person. I like words. I like talking. I like people that uh-huh. talk too. But if someone came up with an agenda. Uh, of any sort, just so, oh, this is a subject I'm really good at, so I'm going to throw up. I'm going to find a way to, um, uh, if we are alone, (laughs) I would not do this to humiliate them, uh, but I will put them in their place. Um, It is, uh, oh, you're (laughs) You picked the wrong person for that subject. And that would be fun for me. That would be mind-fucking for me. I would never seek out someone to humiliate or put in their place. But by God, if you gauge wrong, judge wrong, and you come up and you're going to talk to me because you read half an article about such and such, and it's like, oh, <laughs> I'm gonna put you down. So, um, um, I appreciate what you're saying. You put effort into seduction. You put effort into attracting someone. And um, I don't know secrets, and I may not be the best audience. <laughs> well, let me let me say uh, let me, let me share something with you. 
There's what I call the crockpot versus the microwave approach to turning on a woman. The crockpot, you put it, you simmer it, you let it, you let the juices flow throughout, you bring it to a boil, and it it take eight hours. The microwave, you stick it in, and it's done in 15 seconds. You're not going to get that experience that you're looking for in 15 seconds as you would in that eight hours. That's the same thing with building that, as I call it, the strategy. First of all, I'm not showing you a sign saying, Tandy, this is my strategy. I'm never going to say that. I'm going to identify what you like and then come and sell you on what you like. Just like when you go out and you buy buy a car, a salesman or a saleswoman knows what you like based on the conversation. They're going to identify your pain points, identify your benefits that you're looking for, and make you feel good about that that product. People buy with emotion. They don't always buy with data. And just like when we mate with each other, there's some connectivity. We don't go through and say, okay, let me check this list off, and okay, we can fuck now. That's doesn't work that way. There's an emotional process we all go through, but the microwave approach is not it versus the cockpot approach is more susceptible to success. Again, I'm not going to lay out my strategy when I come to you. I'm already going to know what it is you're looking for and then approach you with that, just like with, with Secrets. I know Secrets is very intellectual, so my, my time with her is going to be entirely different than if I spent time with you. Not to say you're not intellectual, Sandy, but that didn't come out too good. I'm sorry about that. That didn't come you know out what? well I, at all. I, I, that I didn't hope, come out well. I would love, to see how, I, I, I love how you try. With me, I, I've been selling people stuff for years, but I'm not a person that you can't sell me on. Really, I, I'm going to buy it if I want it. When I go to the car dealership, I already know what I'm looking for. <laughs> That's so right. I, come, I'm like, listen. Have you ever? Have yeah, you ever I gone to a Some of the have you ever walked I, I don't like train sales. You know what? This is like when I need Mr. D. Where is Mr. D? <laughs> this is not fair. I got one or the other. That's confidence, though. That's con. Listen, there you when go. he gets on, that's confident. That that. I, then I'm at attention, Mr. D. Now I'm gonna fall back and go back on mute because you just said the magic word, Mr. D. Okay, go ahead, Bruce. Call belongs to you. <laughs> hey, look, if we're getting a little sizzling in here, I think we all need to take a little break, go to our corners, calm it's down, all, uh, it ain't nothing fan ourselves. <laughs> so I heard uh, sizzle. So both of you take your shower or whatever. You recover, Bruce, and I will give you some sizzling news from the world of sex and freedom. (laughs) I suggest you check out a website called Get Your Booty to the Pole, P-O-L-L, getyourbootytothepole.com. A group of Atlanta strippers will grab your attention as they teach you about the purpose of the polling booth via the stripper poll. It is um, definitely 
fun. It's definitely educational. And, oh, yeah, lots of luscious, luscious booty. So um, get your booty to the poll, P-O-L-L, dot com and see those strippers work their magic on the other type of poll. Thank you, Bruce. Back to you. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Now we've got strippers <sighs> working that poll. Oh, that's, a, that's a visualization. I want to share a poem with you, which really summarizes what I've just talked about. Of course, you ladies will argue with me, and you're going to say, no, we're not like that. But here is a beautiful poem that uh, that was shared with me, and and it goes, I licked her word, I licked her with my words, touching her hidden places, withouting her, guiding down on her thoughts, slowly guiding my pulse over her wet, ravenous soul, until she opened wide her walls and let me thrust deep inside her beautiful mind. So how, tell me, Tandy. What did I just describe in that poem? How did that make you feel? Oh, I love it. I love it. And it reminds me of a phrase from Leonard Cohen, who I spend way too much time with, when he talks about um, the privilege of his woman letting him uh, fuck her in her body and her mind. So um, uh, that's, that's it. That kind of connection, that kind of um, um, very, it's very visceral. Yeah. And uh, you can feel that kind of masturbatory, uh, that kind of wordplay. Oh, yeah. You can stand two feet away from each other and you can just feel it rolling inside. I like that. I like that very much. And that is, that's the mind fuck. That's the intellectual mind fuck. Um, and for some of us, we just do keep that separate from, um, uh, from real emotional connection. Um, it made me think of something. I, I want to give this uh, time back to you and then so you can talk to secrets. But um, when I was still in California, there was a gentleman that I was meeting with once a week, um, purely uh, a sexual encounter. We did not talk to each other uh, at any other time during, during the week. We met on Craigslist. It was uh, supposed to be a one-night stand, and I never have one-night stands. They always want me back for more, right? Um, as I would leave... So we typically met in the afternoon, and he would say, I'm thinking of such and such for the next time we're together. Uh, So this would be like a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. And he said, "Uh, I'll give you a summons. (laughs) I love that, summons, on like Thursday. So then I would have, you know, driving home, I would have from Sunday through Thursday, and then I'd be waiting uh, for this very, very brief um, email to come through, and it would just tell me what time to show up. And so mm. <laughs> then 
between Thursday and when I showed up, my mind was just, I, you know, I would, um, um, yeah, I would arrive at the door and I would be excited. I would be aroused. I would be interested. I would have all that anticipation and that sort of, I don't, I don't know. It, it felt just that he was able to do that just purely because he was a good fuck. He was, you know, a good lover, but just the confidence in saying, Hmm, this is what I want. I think I'm going to do to you next week. And then sort of go away, go away. And um, then on say Thursday, I'd get the email and, and it's like, yeah, I've decided i uh, be here at one o'clock on Sunday. And um, wow, I was, you know, I was like a baby duck following its mom. I would have followed that dude mm-hmm. anywhere. So, Secrets, thank you for sharing. Uh, Candy, thank you for sharing that story. Secrets, have you ever had that type of experience? I'd like to ask you to read the poem again. Tandy got a little long-winded. I definitely <laughs> loved it. I just need to hear it again. And um, <laughs> I licked her with oh my, my goodness, words. You took me another place, Tandy. Go ahead. Touching her hidden places without touching her. Guiding down on her thoughts. Slowly gliding my prose over her wet, ravenous soul until she opened wide her walls and let me thrust deep inside her beautiful mind. Mm. Well, first and foremost, you have a great voice to have read that poem, so that's a plus, definitely. And um, I absolutely love that. Thank you. And one thing to answer your question, yeah, I have, and just really not enough. As I look to and meet so many different people, kind of like I was saying to Mr. D um, on his call on Monday when he talked about, you know, a dom and a sub, a lot of people, unfortunately, lack that confidence. Tandy, we need a confidence seminar immediately because confidence (laughs) is definitely the new currency. And when people at least believe that they're amazing, believe that they can do it, believe they have the great flag, that truly, truly makes a difference. Like you reading that, that was pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Now, based on what Tandy has shared, based on what you've shared, going back to what I originally said, if I'm going to close the sales deal, let's, let's put it in sales perspective. I'm going to close the deal. I need to know what my audience wants. And not every consumer wants the same thing. Not everybody wants a red, shiny car. Some may want a black car with five speeds. Some may want a red car with, with automatic. But it's getting to know you. Just like Tandy, your lover knew what you liked just based on understanding you and was able to get into your head. And just like secrets, knowing and understanding that you were extremely intellectually stimulated and how these words got your attention. It's all about knowing your audience, which is all about creating that roller coaster of experience, being able to come and go, come and go. Because when you feel that, um, that connectedness, and I'm not going to use the word emotion because I think that conjures up maybe not so positive things, but when you feel that connectedness, 
It's now got your attention. And what may connect with you, Tandy, is entirely different than what connects with secrets, which, can, which frankly is entirely different than connects with me. Ponent that I think, this essential ingredient that we need here, and secrets has said it, you've said it, Tandy, is communication. Understanding what it is that your lover wants and be able to approach and hit that mark on what your lover wants. Would you agree with me, Secrets, or would you disagree? I'm off mute. I apologize. Can you repeat everything you just said, especially since you're asking me a question again? It's all about the communication. Each of us have a different style of how and what we're looking for in a lover and what, quite frankly, turns us on. I mean, I get turned on by thinking of an experience that I'm going to have that may happen or may not happen, but it's the visualization. And Tandy gets turned on in a different manner, her experience with her her, uh, lover in California. And then using these words, secrets, in that poem gets your attention. All three of us have different ways in which gets our attention, gets us going, but our lover's, understand the one component to get inside our heads, it's all about communication. It's all about us being able to explain to them or them being able to pick up on what it is that makes us excited. Would you agree or disagree, Secrets? Oh, yeah, I agree. Communication, definitely. Communication is key. And And thinking about what you just said, can you... Do you recall an experience where you had a a lover that just was horrible? Didn't just had a terrible experience? <laughs> Are you asking a terrible a terrible experience in reference to the communication? Not just the being a lover in general. Well, I don't really want to use the word lover too too um too loosely. <laughs> but yeah, um Communication is extremely key, and I have had just a person in general, because everyone's not a lover. Just be an acquaintance, it can be a fling. Okay, Um, okay. But I've had both. I've had had relationships and situations with people that the communication really wasn't on point, but it may have been something else. I've even had people I felt was a work in progress. Um, Mm -hmm. Someone I was recently dealing with, communication is horrible. Extremely intelligent, horrible communication. So if I feel like I can work with something, depending on what our situation is, just um, it just really depends on a lot of factors. But I'm definitely mm-hmm. interested in the confidence and the aggressiveness and someone that's certain about what it is that they want. I hate mm-hmm. indecisiveness, <laughs> weakness, <laughs> wimpishness. That's just not for me. I like assurance. I'm just getting excited now thinking about everything I like. Bruce, you oh, sound like you are two secrets. <laughs> um, um, I'm thinking about Mr. D. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about this. I'm kind of fond of arrogant households myself. Um, uh, yeah, I like that assurance. Um, one thing I wanted to, to be say. Nice. Yes, thank you, Sandy. 
um, uh, Bruce, when you were talking about, and again, you, you said lover, he was just uh, sort of an encounter. Um, it's not so much. Well, I was scene. just picking up on the word that you had used. You had described him as a lover. Oh, I, yeah, I did. Your... But originally it yeah. was just, remember, this was just a casual in, in, encounter that I became quite uh, fond of. But um, it's not that he picked up what I wanted. He developed in me what he wanted. I, mm-hmm. He ended up giving me things and making me want things that I had not even thought about before. Okay, because so that was part of it there. So um, uh, certainly he must have recognized that I was open to this because he was willing to put time and energy into it. And all he was getting was these wonderful afternoons with me. Um, but right. see the difference there? He wasn't looking um, uh, to find out what I already thought were my needs and my wants. He was opening my mind to new possibilities and throwing them out mm-hmm. there himself. Self. And he was doing it with so much confidence, secrets, <laughs> that, yep, I just went like, you know, a little puppy on a leash um, after it. And I think that's really um, important. Also, just to defend my honor, Bruce, mm-hmm. um, when my spreadsheet uh, – <laughs> A book comes out in December. Don't start. Get Tandy turned on with David spreadsheets. That's right. But one of the things it includes is best use of poetry in bed. It also mm. includes best explanation of physics because I had um, a Russian physicist. Uh, which was really cool. So I have spent probably more time naked with um, academic tomes, you know, between our legs where we sort of um, um, (laughs) took turns fucking and reading philosophy or something. So do not doubt my um, uh, need for intellectual stimulation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, but I want it confident. I don't want one of these little wimpy um, attitudes that I think I'm really smart. Is it okay if I tell you this? Uh-uh, that's not going to work for me. I'm on, I'm on the secret side there. <laughs> and, and that is a phenomenal Action. story, but it taps, taps into what I just had emphasized, communication. The words we use, I like to use lover. You like to use acquaintance. Or you like to use a sex partner or a fuck buddy. Whatever the word is, part of it is understanding your audience, knowing what dialogue they use. Like, Sandy, for you, I would never say I'm your lover. I would use the words that make you feel comfortable. With secrets... It's the words that she's comfortable with. But that's all about sales. Knowing your audience, knowing what they want, and being able to deliver. But the one common denominator that both of you all had said, and I I am along with you, I want somebody that is confident and knows what they're doing. 
That mm-hmm. is a sexual turn-on. And the common denominator mm-hmm. here, if we're going to get this crockpot going and getting it exciting, and this will be my last last words on this because I think we're going to run out of yep. time here on our meter, is it's communication, knowing your audience, and being able to use the words and use the approach that you know is going to get them excited about you and have them thinking about you even when you're not around. Ladies, thank you so and much for your time. Thank you. Oh, my gosh, that's good. Thank you. And isn't that luscious just thinking about somebody when they're not yes. there? I just oh. love it. And knowing that they might be thinking about you. By the way, I don't mm-hmm. like to use lover because love is um, a wonderful commodity. It's special. I just don't like, you know, I just don't bandy it about uh, uh, too much. So there's always room for real lovers, but mm-hmm. we're not always um, um, able uh, to have those. So thank you so much for great topic tonight. Uh, we do have to say goodnight. So we want to thank um, uh, Bruce, of course, tantalizing and secrets. We were perhaps a bit rough on you at one moment, but this is Candy. <laughs> that was and... okay. That made it exciting. <laughs> You've been I listening. I love a little <laughs> You have been listening to The Box, and tonight we have two calls to action. Number one, let's go fuck some minds, okay? Um, So um, the second one is you've been joining us here in one of Pandora's playgrounds. This is where people of all genders, orientations, lifestyles, and apparently mental capacity are um, welcome to explore and connect. So join our conversation. Better yet, suggest topics you want us to talk about. So check out our new website or the box at pfbbox.com and come look inside Pandora's Fantasy Box, Fantasy with a Z. Ask us why membership has its privileges. And this is really cool. Memberships are 40% off through October until selling uh, with the code the box, box with two X's. So, anyway, find us at Pandora's Fantasy Secrets, what do you say about dot com? Not C-U-M, but you will. (laughs) Hopefully you will tonight, too. Live free, everybody. Good night to all. Good Good night, night, Bruce. Good night, night, Secret. Good night, Tandy. (laughs) Uh.